Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide. Coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. Just in time for Halloween, we talk about murder houses. Would you live in one? What really happens when you wear shoes in the house? Wheel of Fortune is giving away a home, and it's in Margaritaville. Plus, our real estate winners and losers of the week. Stay tuned. My name is Natalie Way, and I'm joined here with my co-hosts, Rachel Stoltz and Eric Gunther. Hey, guys. Hey, Natalie. Hey, what's up? One of the craziest stories that we covered this week on the, on the site on Realtor.com slash news is, do you have to disclose a death in a house? Um, it comes up pretty, it used to come up a lot more frequently, you know, centuries ago, and it was normal to die in the house. And um, it still happens today, but it's a question that sellers might wonder. Um, and it seemed especially well-timed because of Halloween is coming next week. So, <laughs> so that was we supposed little, to be me being spooky. I'm sorry. That was a that was a great ghost. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> oh, you're we, welcome. We don't need sound effects now that we have your awesome <laughs> skills. <laughs> um. So anyway, we dig. We did some digging, and um, basically the answer is no. You don't have to disclose a death in the house, um, unless you live in one of these three states, California, South Dakota, or Alaska. Did you guys know that? I did not. I mean, I know it varies by location, but I didn't know it was just those three states. Yeah. I mean, well, those three states have different rules too. So like in California, for example, um, if you have to report any death within um, three years, if if it happened within three years, um, and then anything after that, you don't. Um, So. You know, but it does bring up the whole question for buyers. Would you want to live in a house where someone died? But does it depend on how they died, though? Because there's a big difference between someone dying peacefully in their home and a brutal murder. Yeah, I mean, if you so as we tell a lot of buyers, you know, Google the address of the home that you're thinking of buying to make sure, you know, a grisly murder didn't happen there. Um, or if it is a highly publicized house, like the Jean Benet Ramsey house or, um, the OJ house, you know, it's, those addresses are very common. We've, we've heard them before on the news. And so, um, it's up to you to ask the seller, like, Hey, did, did anything happen in this house? Did a murder happen? Um, and, (laughs) They have to be on that. (laughs) Bring that up in conversation. (laughs) It would be kind of weird to like walk into a into an open house. Hey, did a murder happen here? Um, (laughs) You definitely have to be honest and upfront if you're a seller too. So you can't just outright say no. Right, you can't hide information from your buyer. Right. Um, But in terms of like, is there a rule like if if a if a murder or brutal um, suicide happened in your home. Like, do you have to report it? No, you, you don't have to disclose it, um, Mm. to the, to the buyer. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter on the intensity of the crime, but if I guess a buyer is more likely to ask about it, if it was a highly publicized 
murder or crime or event. So if they do, right. you have to be honest. Here's more of a true crime question. Would you live in a house where a heinous crime occurred? <sighs> That's so tough because on the one hand, it's like, I don't want to walk through my living room and like envision, you know, blood and a dead person there. But, um, I mean, for some people, um, I guess you want to know how I feel. I, I guess it would depend on the type of crime, right? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's probably true for me. I mean, I don't know. I want to believe that I'm the type of person who would be totally okay with it and just paint the walls and put up some artwork and, you know, transform the place and, mm -hmm. you know, feel like a new place. But um, I don't think that I would be. I don't think I would be okay with it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I don't really have any hangups about that. I think uh, the couple of houses that I've bought have been older homes anyway. So I don't know prior to the people that I bought them from whether anything occurred in those houses. I don't know any of the history beyond the people we bought it from. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think about asking? Did mm -hmm. that ever matter to you or your no, wife? No. Huh. No. Most of these murder houses can also go for a pretty significant discount like the the heaven's gate house in san diego um sold for actually less than half of what it was listed for um it sold in 1999 which i mean i think that was eventually knocked down was it eventually knocked down so like they bought it i believe so leveled it I, yeah i mean yeah something like that like the heaven's gate house that that's a serious crime scene i don't i, I don't know that it would be somewhere where i'd want to live no I'm going to ask a real personal question here. <laughs> Would you guys be hesitant to buy a house where somebody died a grisly death because of the imagery it conveys or because you think it's haunted? Are do you, you asking, believe in ghosts? Are you asking, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> that I, is what I'm asking. I don't know. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I am not a big believer in the paranormal. You're not a ghost uh, hunter? Don't. You're not a... Not a ghost hunter. Don't watch the show. Really? <laughs> don't know much I about. I saw that as your calling. Yeah, uh, not a big believer in that stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it, it would be just the imagery. Like, I mean, the images of the Heaven's Gate house that you brought up. It, it's seared into your mind. The black Nikes and the mm -hmm. the outfits that they wore in the bunk beds. Yeah, it's that. That's in my brain. So I, that's all I can see. But uh, yeah, I, it's not because of ghosts. No, I, you don't expect <laughs> to like run into a ghost in the middle of the night. You you wouldn't that wouldn't Aww. deter you from buying the house. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where I stand on this question that I asked you guys to answer, but yeah, I think it would definitely enter my mind at least for sure. I think me as well. I think there's always the possibility, and I think there's so many other properties out there that I, you know. I can find something else that doesn't have the possibility of being haunted or yeah. carrying bad juju. So, so from time to time, we cover articles that are kind of gross and also have something to do with science. And it's part of our series called According to Science. Yeah, well, we kind of started this because we realized as we were writing about a lot of um homeowner topics that so much of owning and maintaining a home comes down to science. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot involved in terms of uh, how often should you wash your sheets or why should you not put grease down your disposal? And all of that kind of comes back to scientific reasons of what it'll do to, you know, screw up your home or make things dirty. Um, 
So we started answering these questions and the one this week that was particularly compelling um, and probably resonates with everyone was the question of what happens when you wear shoes in the house. Mm -hmm. People are pretty divided on this. It's either shoes off household or it's not. And house guests can get irritated by it and homeowners can feel resentful of guests who, you know, keep their shoes on. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to take a look at, is it really that bad? And what happens uh, to your home when people leave their shoes on? Uh, so we asked a scientist, uh, a couple of them actually, and some doctors, and it's pretty gross stuff. Oh my god! I have to say, I've actually avoided. I, I've actually avoided reading the story. <laughs> it published on Monday, and I just have removed myself from it because I can't. Yeah, <laughs> in New I had York to, City. I can't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought of you actually when I was working on this, <laughs> and thought um, there's a particularly uh, graphic quote in here about things that you step on outside on city oh. sidewalks in particular. Um, should I read it? <laughs> yeah. You can read the you quote. Just yeah. dive into all the gross details. All right. And I apologize quote. in advance. Um, if you guys are eating, you might want to stop. But yeah, um, this is not really surprising, but city dwellers in particular are likely to, quote, uh, step on animal feces, food garbage, people's spit and nasal discharge, perhaps some vomit, gasoline, oil, pesticides, fertilizer, and a thousand other biological materials. And that's from um, a gentleman who is the owner of a sterile infection defense company. So that's his hmm. business and trade. Um, <laughs> he knows what he's so, talking about and yeah. I'm going to die. Wonderful. <laughs> that's a bunch of gross stuff that, as you can imagine, you're then tracking into your house. And beyond it just being super gross. If you have kids who are always crawling around on the floor or elderly people living in your house weak, with a weak immune system, that can cause some real problems because all of this disgusting stuff has bacteria in it that can actually make you sick. What about, um, what about if you don't live in a big city? What is the risk? Um, I mean, I think that there's the risks are still there. You're stepping on stuff all day long. If you've got a yard, you're stepping in chemicals and fertilizer. So um, that's the argument against. It's just sheer and utter disgusting grossness. Mm -hmm. Right. But we did talk to an infectious disease physician um, at Johns Hopkins who uh, basically kind of said, you know, there's germs everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh even if you take your shoes off, they're on the, they're on your socks. They're on the soles of your feet. There's bacteria on shoes that have never been worn. What the the story raises is an interesting point, And it's a divisive issue. As Rachel said, I mean, do you have a house where you keep your shoes on or take them off? Natalie? I mean, uh, me personally, um, we, we walk throughout the house in our shoes. I don't like shoes in the bedroom. Um, but we will come inside from walking my dog and like walk to the table to put the leash down. Like, you know, my husband will walk around on the carpet. Like it's, yeah. yeah, we're, we're. And you bring up a good point. You have a dog. So I mean, yeah. your dog's tracking in stuff too. She Bless sure her heart. is. She sure <laughs> is. We love Abby. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a touchy subject. I mean, some people don't want to remove their shoes, you know, <laughs> For whatever reason, <laughs> you, you know, whoever, if you're hosting a dinner party and you want people to come over and take off their shoes, they kind of have to go by the rules of the road. 
Um, I don't insist on my guests taking off their shoes, but if they want to, they're welcome to. Okay. Yeah. It's a matter of comfort too. I think for some people, like I've had friends like start to take their shoes off and then I'm like, you don't need to take your shoes off. Like it is fine. And then they'll be like, Oh no, I want to be comfortable. So this also reminds me of, um, when Kellyanne Conway put her shoes on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. And you wrote about that, I believe to talk about, you know, the etiquette of it all, not just the disgusting factor, but like, is that actually okay to put your shoes on the furniture or on the table or right yeah i that is not cool i don't i don't like (laughs) i I don't like shoes on the couch i'm kind of with natalie in in terms of shoes in the bedroom um but yeah it's not i don't want to see your (laughs) shoes on my couch Eric, how do you feel about Margaritaville? Margaritaville? You mean Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville? The one and only. Yes, uh, it's a planned community. There's a couple of them, actually. One, I believe, is in Key Largo. No, I'm sorry, Daytona Beach. One is in Daytona Daytona Beach and one in Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's correct. And they're they're called Latitude Margaritaville Retirement Communities. Yes. And, right. And uh, the whole community is themed around being a parrot head. There is a uh, dog park called a Barcarita Park, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's uh, it's for true dedicated parrot heads, uh, of which I am not a member. You're not. No. <laughs> I totally see you wasting away at Margaritaville. Yeah, no, not me. Um, it's uh, And it's for folks that are 55 and older. And this week, um, speaking of that demographic, one of their favorite shows is Wheel of Fortune. and uh, <laughs> Just theirs. <laughs> Only theirs. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 the demographic skews a little older for Wheel of Fortune. I, 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 really I know. It's brand for Wheel it's, of Fortune. So Wheel of Fortune Connection. is... <laughs> has decided to give away one lucky viewer of Wheel of Fortune will win a $350,000 home in one of Jimmy Buffett's uh, one of Jimmy Buffett's Latitude Margaritaville retirement communities. Nice. How much how much do these homes cost? Like Well, I mean, this one is is, is listed at 350,000. I've seen uh, prior stories about these homes that they go anywhere between, I believe it's one seventy five and say two fifty. Uh, so this is okay. on the upper end. Yeah, this is on the upper end. It's uh, it's a nicer Margarita retirement home. I like it. Uh, I think I could pass for. <laughs> do you? Do you, Rachel? Do you want to go there? <laughs> I kind of do. If the winner is not fifty five, he or she, she in your case, will win a town home in the festival community in Davenport, Florida, or receive one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash. Oh. I mean, I would take either of those things. Yeah. So, I mean, if there are people under 55 watching Wheel of Fortune. um, (laughs) There are, I think. I'm raising my hand. Are you? Sometimes I have it on in the background. Oh, wow. Wow. Don't judge. Don't judge. I mean, as soon as Jeopardy, as soon as that final answer is given on Jeopardy, it's like, how how fast can I flip the channel? (laughs) Me too, Eric. Me too. Yes. I just leave it on. Okay. Okay. Well, a lot of people do. A lot of folks that can't folks. Ne- that can't necessarily reach the remote or are incapacitated what are you saying about me 
Um, anyway, no, I'm down with this. I so anyway, that. this is the first time that uh, Wheel of Fortune is giving away a house, and it just so happens to be in Margaritaville. So if you are... Wait, you're kind of burying the lead there. This is the <laughs> first time Wheel of Fortune has ever given away a house? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Isn't that... Yeah, it's the it's home sweet home programming. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting proposition for somebody who is a fan of Wheel of Fortune. And a fan of Jimmy Buffett. Yes. <laughs> trying to remember all the words of that song. I um, don't. And I, I can don't. only remember Wasting Away. Wasting Away down in Margaritaville. Was, was Margaritaville like a big part of your life, Rachel? Something. No, I was just joking about that. <laughs> um, I did. I mean, I never disliked the song, actually. Oh, God. It's all, I, it's like, all. I know there's a lot of hate for Margaritaville and Jimmy Buffett, but I don't right. have it. Speaking of parrot heads and Jimmy Buffett, and a prior subject of one of our podcasts, uh, if you follow the Florida Man Twitter account, um, he has done God's work and photoshopped Justin Bieber into a bunch of parrot head photos, and uh, it's quite something. Wait, follow Florida. Hold on, back up, Florida. Back up, back up. Who is Florida Man? <laughs> it's he, a twitter account it's a twitter account and this uh gentleman or lady i don't i mean he, he's not revealed himself uh he posts every story that comes out of florida yeah. and every story is more florida than the next yeah. and uh he has taken uh justin bieber and photoshopped him into a variety of parrot head scenes and it's uh Quite and something. the reason the reason is because of Justin's recent style choices. Yes, you got it, Natalie. You understand. Okay. okay. I think we should tweet okay. this from our house party Twitter, which you guys yeah. can find us on Twitter at House Party Pod. Yeah. So follow us there and we can show you Justin Bieber inside the parrot head. If you haven't already or seen something. it, which I mean this sounds like headline news from what I <laughs> gather. But. It's quality Photoshop. All right, moving right along to one of our favorite segments of the week, winners and losers in the real estate world. Eric, who's the winner this week? The winner this week is Drake. <gasps> yes, you know Drake. Drake. Drake bought another house. Uh, he owns the YOLO mansion in Hidden Hills, uh, which is uh, a really posh community in Southern California, gated, secluded. Uh, a, lot of a lot of celebrities live there. Yes. Thank you, Natalie, the Kardashians. He bought that in 2012, uh, which, you know, kind of goes with the whole YOLO theme. He I think, called it YOLO. I believe so. I, yeah. Yeah. He called it YOLO. And it's a, a kind of a 2012 reference. You might want to update that. Yeah. Um, so he bought that and the yellow mansion is decked out. Um, as Rachel knows, uh, she's very intrigued by what Drake has in his, in his home. Uh, well, the one thing that caught my eye is that he has a mechanical bull. Yeah. Well, Which, I mean, if you're yellowing, yeah, you, 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 you gotta have that bull. Yeah, exactly. Mechanical bull is pure YOLO. <laughs> yeah. Put on a little genuine pony and yeah. it also has horse <laughs> facilities. So it works out in a riding area and a sand volleyball court. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he owns the YOLO mansion. Uh, bought that in 2012. Then in 2015, he bought an adjoining property with a home, an older home on it and added that to his portfolio. So then in just within the last month or two, he bought a, another adjoining home. Now his total parcel 
there in Hidden Hills is about almost seven acres. Uh, the house the house that he bought was for four point five million just a couple months ago, and it uh, it's not the best looking house. It's pretty dated looking. It's yeah. kind of kind of a rancher. It's been used as a uh, a monthly rental in the past or like a yearly rental. Um, so it's not it's not a good looking house by any stretch of the imagination, but the the proximity to the Yolo Mansion and the fact that he wanted another house uh, or another piece of property, he paid two. I'm sorry, four point five million for this place. What do we think the end game is here with this? The expansion of the Yolo Empire. The expansion of Drake, Drake Land. Drake Land. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he does have a kid. Yeah. So maybe that's he's trying to just build this like palace for a child. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's a good a reason as any, I suppose. Um, so yeah, this week we covered Drake. And so, we, and last month or so, we covered another story about Drake, uh, about him expanding his empire in Toronto. He's, he's still working on taking it international. Yeah. Well, he's from Toronto. And so he had bought a place there and then knocked down the mansion that was already on the land and then started building his own mansion there on that same land. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's in progress. He's been showing that, sharing that with his uh, followers on social media, um, giving them glimpses into the Drake lifestyle up there in Toronto. Um, But when he's, in California, he stays hidden in Hidden Hills, wow. and he's our winner of the week. So, Eric, who's our loser of the week then? Again, we don't want to call anybody a loser. We don't want to. Personally I know that call- sounds so mean. I'm it is. It, it is. It is rather mean, and I'll take you to task for it. Eric, but- who is our real estate loser of the week? The real estate okay. loser of the week is a professional golfer who is a true winner, uh, Lee Trevino. Uh, he's a golfing legend, won numerous majors over the course of his golf career. Uh, basically one of the pioneers of the PGA tour. And he has a mansion in Dallas. We covered it way back in 2014 and it went on the market for around, I believe 14 million. And this week the price was cut and it was cut again to now it's down to seven and a half. Uh, it was it was about eight and a half earlier this year, and then this week it got another million taken off the top. Uh, it's a house that has a very particular style. It's kind of a old world European very. French, yeah, yeah it's kind it, of like French farmhouse in some places. Yeah, it's um, not exact. We talked to a local expert down there in Dallas, and she said it's not exactly what today's buyer is looking for and that's mm-hmm. why it's kind of had a problem moving off the market um so he had to cut another million off the price i think maybe today's buyer is looking for something sleeker contemporary modern boxy mm-hmm. clean lines this is not that yeah and five acres in dallas is not easy to come by but uh, so yeah poor lee trevino is having a tough time finding a buyer in dallas and uh, cut another million bucks off the price this week Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to check out these stories we talked about or any other stories about real estate news and pop culture, you can go to realtor.com slash news. And that's our news and insights page. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at House Party Pod. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and give us five stars or be honest, but five stars are always great. So other people can hear about what we are talking about. You guys, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Natalie. That's it for House Party. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.